Welcome to Notable Nashville Podcast, where we get to know the best in the biz. Today, our guest is Aaron Lee Tastian, who has a pretty inspiring story and resume. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, many would know you as the professional guitarist for some major players in the industry. After reading up on your story, you describe you know the lavish tour lifestyle, staying in fancy hotels, and you know partying all night. Um, but one thing that people might not know is that the record companies themselves could barely pay musicians like you, um, who made it all happen. What was what, what was that kind of like? Um, well, I mean, yeah, it's always you know, I guess it's always different than how people think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the the I guess that's one of the problems is like there's just not there's just not that much money to go around anymore. So bands, you know, that used to be able to enjoy um, a sort of um, more living, you know, having a higher overhead and and living maybe a bit beyond their means if they wanted to because they felt like that was fun to do or something like that. Like mm-hmm. you probably can't really do that at this point right. um, without you know basically breaking the bank because it's like it's not like there's no money but there's probably you know just enough to go around Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you got to be careful with it i guess when you're on the receiving end of that at a label or something yeah definitely uh well you were kind of playing all over and you said at the end of your european tour you were flat out broke was that right (laughs) yeah (laughs) well that yeah i was because yeah i was just i was they they had um the record company had been paying us from out of tour advances that they were getting or that they were giving other their management company i guess had been paying us out of tour advances they were getting from the record company and uh so what ended up happening was they were sort of basically in a position where they'd borrowed the next tours tour advance to pay for the current tour but they ran out of money yikes from that um, from just kind of overspending and not really thinking about the budget that well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they just like, we all, every, they were just behind on paying everybody and they were behind on paying me a good couple months worth. Um, That's always and tough. that was, yeah, that was yeah. like my only job at the time. Yeah. You know? and I ended yeah, I ended up, I lost my apartment in New York and all this stuff and so you were living in New York City at the time, and I was, yeah. Um, but you were able able to find a friend to live with for a couple of years and to get on your feet, and find a job. And... Yeah, well, you know, good old Kevin Kinney, the lead singer of Driving and Crying. Um, you know, I was kind of telling him about everything that was going on in my life at the moment, and he sort of said, "Well, man, do you have a place to live?" And I said, "Not really." <laughs> You know, I'm going to kind of figure it out. I might mm-hmm. sleep at my rehearsal space or something like that. And so he, um, yeah, he, he let me live on his couch, uh, which I did for a year and three months or something like that. Wow. And uh, I just kind of, yeah, lived and just picked up gigs there in town. Yeah, so you were whatever. still playing music gigs around town. And- as much as I could, yeah. I worked at this place called G-Star for a little while, too. Um which was that like I was down in the stock room, okay. you know, checking in orders and folding jeans and I gotcha. losing half of the inventory because <laughs> I suck at all do. that stuff. Yeah. So that brought you to Nashville, Tennessee, where things are a little bit more affordable and, you know, here as, as far as like New York City, obviously. Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, that was one of the main reasons to go, I think, is that 
you know, I went from living in a not so great neighborhood in an apartment that was tiny, that was like $1,500 a month to living in half of a house for $500 a month. So yeah, that's awesome. it just like basically cut my living expenses way down and allowed me to spend more time focused on, you know, trying to play the guitar good and writing songs uh-huh. good and all that kind of stuff and less time worried about trying to everything else. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> well, before you moved, though, you were approached to record an EP um, for Next to Nothing. It was entitled Crooked River Burning. Yeah. Um, it actually made number one on the singer-songwriter iTunes charts. Yeah. But you kind of described, um, you know, how that may not be as glorious as everybody thinks it is. You know, you, <laughs> yeah. were, you were rich after that, right? You were, yeah, you, totally. You, <laughs> no, I mean, that's the, you know, it's like that stuff is, you know, it's funny because at the, at the moment, like the day, you know, the day that that happened or whatever, like everyone was sort of acting like it was a big deal, you know, the mm-hmm. management people and the label people that I was working with at the time, they all thought that was like a huge thing. And I knew, I knew it didn't matter at all. Yeah. And I was just like, I was, I was just bummed already for them because I was like, man, when these guys see like probably how many we actually sold, they're gonna be sad. <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't that hard to get up to number one, I guess. No, I think that's the thing. It's like very few records sell anymore. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you have a record that even just sells a little tiny bit, you know, there's a chance that. Um, the record's gonna end up being visible on you know some of those some of those weird chart things yeah. and stuff like that because it just doesn't take a lot to get up there you know I think I can't remember what we sold you know eight hundred and some or something like that okay but you know that's well, still not... that's that's you know something to brag about though I mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than like you know thirty I guess yeah but um. But it's not, yeah, it's not that much. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you know, that's mm-hmm. not really much at all. So um, I guess that's kind of a little bit of a barometer of, like, you know, where things are in terms of how music is sold at this point. You know, yeah. I think most people stream it that I know, and that seems to be yeah. the preferred. I use method. Spotify. Are you yeah. on Spotify at all? Totally, man. Okay. I love Spotify. I mean, people, you know, when I tell artists, it's like, yeah, just listen to your album on Spotify. They're like, oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks. we don't make any money from it, so <laughs> yeah. I get that face. But, yeah. you know, what are you going to do, man? Yeah. I mean. Well, let's fast forward a bit. You just released an EP entitled Telling Stories to the Wall. What types of songs can we hear on that EP? That was kind of recorded... Um, I was in between tours and I was, I'd, I'd, there's this place over across the street from the Mitchell Deli, um, that used to be like a peacock farm Wow! that this, this guy Todd turned into a recording studio. Okay. And, uh, there's a guy over there named Gabe Masterson, who's the like house engineer that I really like a lot and have become good friends with. And, uh, I was just having a, just so much fun just going over there and and um, all day and just making music, you know. We just did a whole thing for like a construction commercial where we recorded all these power tools and then made music out of it. Like wow, turned it really? into music. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was kind of fun yeah. to do. Um, but um, so we were always just have you know, and so I was just there a lot, and I think I just thought, man, I'm just gonna like record some stuff, some new songs, you know, that I'd just written, 
um, kind of off the cuff, and then this spoken word piece called Not Punk that I wrote about, um, you know, just the sort of evolution of punk music, starting with like Lenny K's Nuggets records, and then, you know, and then I taught, like, I, I, I put myself into it a little bit too, um, cause I talk, like I, I talk about in the, in the poem, what it was like playing guitar for the New York dolls and stuff. And, oh, okay. um, yeah, so that, so that came out like about two or a month ago, I guess maybe Okay. very recently. And, yeah. uh, yeah. And people, people were really, a bunch of people wrote really nice reviews about it and stuff. So awesome. We're, so that yeah, not punk yeah. song is on the EP. Yeah, that's on. It's there. just basically a spoken a spoken word. Yeah, it's like you know I love. I mean, yeah, I love all. I love listening to um, people read their own writing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love the, all those Allen Ginsberg records of him, like just reading his own poems and stuff. I really like to listen to that a lot. I like the sound and the meter, particularly of like all those guys that kind of were like in the beat generation or whatever i love the way that they talk it kind of mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of like the way this guy mitch hetberg talked oh yeah talked um who's like my favorite stand-up comedian yeah he's know. awesome so i kind of i guess i kind of like tried to tie all that together okay. <laughs> this weird spoken word well awesome thing. well let's go ahead and listen to a song off that ep it's called living proof yeah Check is in the mail. You were born to do this. The great ones never fail. But every time you wait, another angel sighs, and the memories you make are all goodbyes. There's some things I can't remember, like how many L's are in Van Halen. But you won't ever catch me spelling Leonard Skinner wrong Cause Eddie, Alex, and Diamond Dave just wanted us all to pay him And Ronnie fans and wanted us all to sing along And I don't mind dying to be your
Sometimes don't it seem like this is all a dream? A fire hose spraying talk show pros, drowning out our roots. Cause nobody's got the time, but everybody's got an opinion. Well, my opinion is damn the torpedoes, it's totally awesome. Thank you, Tom Petty. song is great um i'm a big fan of that americana folk style i, I like that sound um would, is that how you would describe it or no yeah i guess you know i i never like i was just call. i've always just called it folk rock music folk rock, yeah you know because that's what i that's kind of like i guess what i grew up listening to was like my favorite kind of music was always like bob dylan or like you know the revolver era beatles stuff oh or, yeah um, you know, any of that Arlo Guthrie, you know, definitely like all that. I got a lot more like the older I got, I got a lot more into Texas songwriter guys, you know, um, or guys that were from that lineage of songwriters, um, you know, like Billy Joe Shaver and Oh yeah, definitely. Uh Robert Earl Keane and and um Todd Snyder. Okay. One of my one of my favorite songwriters. I know he's not a Texas guy, but he writes like those guys you know he writes like guy clark or something like that to me oh yeah i think well let's talk a little bit uh about ascap um for those listening ascap is a performing rights organization um that employs songwriters gets some placements and stuff like that uh can you talk about the process of signing with ascap and how what that did for you for your career well i was i signed up with ascap and then i was and then my band that i was i was in a punk rock band kind of glam rock band I guess punk rock glam rock band called Semi Precious Weapons and they were all on BMI so I thought I should be on what they were on because we had gotten this record deal and this publishing deal and stuff and so I was going to switch it over and then the ASCAP guys came to my show and they were like man we don't want you to leave and um, they yeah they just started doing all this really nice stuff for me for no reason <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always good we didn't have any hits or anything i mean I'm, i had literally made them zero dollars at that time so i think i was just kind of i was like man if these guys care this much about me and i don't even make them any money i guess i sh- i guess i should stick with it and i'm glad i did because you know they've always been really good to me and and um and they've had me on all sorts of different you know panels and shows and stuff that they do and Cool. Yeah, I, I signed up for ASCAP when I was at Belmont. Yeah, I'm not. I don't really write music, but you know, I like writing songs, and sure. it was just cool to get a acceptance and like, hey, you're an ASCAP. Yeah, <laughs> totally, man. But you know, I never made any money, so because I didn't really write anything. <laughs> well, that's part of the deal, I guess. You got to write something. Yeah, if you exactly. Well, Eli Eli Thompson is a good friend of yours. He was played with uh, Father John Misty, Delta Spirit, to name a couple. Um, he encouraged you to kind of gain funds for this full length record that you have coming out. 
Um, how'd you do that? Was it like a Kickstarter or? Yeah, we did a thing on Indiegogo, and um, you know, I was I had a I had a little bit of money, but not much. Um, not enough to make a record. Not mm-hmm. enough to make like a real record or whatever. And uh, you know, Eli said, "Well, you should do a Kickstarter." And I had always been. I just always thought, man, I just, you know, I don't want to embarrass myself by doing a Kickstarter thing because, you know, I was so sure that that uh, I would never make any money mm-hmm. doing it. And uh, so we put it up, and, and I was really surprised. Uh, we made more than we than we asked for, which was uh, which was cool. It allowed us to do some some other stuff like you know we've got some vinyl records and stuff like that on the way okay that's positive of the record yeah so that was cool but um but yeah it was it was kind of a rad one of those rad things that um turns out better than you expect it to yeah so you have already reported it or you're in the process yeah if we finished it uh, about two weeks ago um we finished mastering it and so we're finishing up the the artwork and stuff right now and okay and, um we're looking people, forward to that yeah people who pre-ordered it will be getting it you know in the next couple months and then it'll be out out in october okay well would you mind playing us a song off that sure album yeah right, cool totally this song is called uh the trouble with drinking is that it ain't no trouble at all trouble with drinking is it ain't no trouble at all I don't have no problem when it comes to alcohol it's as easy to come by as the air that I breathe unless I'm low on money or too high on the weed Some guys lose their woman and some guys lose their nerve. Some guys lose their temper and use those nasty words. I just lose my troubles and hell if I don't mind. When I wake up tomorrow, they'll be too easy to find. Cause the trouble with drinking is it ain't no trouble at all. I don't have no problem when it comes to alcohol It's as easy to come by as the air that I breathe Unless I'm low on money or too high on the weed I ain't one for singing all them drinking songs How'd I rather leave it old Joe Fletcher and keep on keeping on but I sure love the drinking part and I think it loves me So I hold this beer in my hand forever after happily Cause the trouble with drinking is it ain't no trouble at all I don't have no problem when it comes to alcohol It's as easy to come by as the air that I breathe Unless I'm low on money or too high on the weed
drinking in secrets how to do it way down south and when a new york man gets liquored he goes shooting off his mouth well back home in the midwest we all drank with the band and it's usually too much and it's usually from a can cause the trouble with drinking is it ain't no trouble at all I don't have no problem when it comes to alcohol It's as easy to come by as the air that I breathe Unless I'm low on money or too high on weed It's as easy to come by as the air that I breathe Unless I'm low on money or too high on the weed And I don't need no alcohol That was really cool. I dug that song. <laughs> so that's going to be on the new record? Yeah, it sure right. is. Awesome. Well, uh, how do we get in touch with you? You got a website or uh, you know, social media? Yeah, I'm on all that stuff. Uh, Aaron, AaronLeeTazJan.com T-A-S-J-A-N Um We'll link you to all that stuff. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for stopping by today. I really enjoyed it. Hell yeah, man. Right, thanks man. for having me. At this part of the podcast, we like to invite our producer, Gary Branigan, in the house for Gary's Pick of the Week. What do you got for us this week, Gary? We're going to hear Alex Vuselich, a song called Bones. Bones. Let's get chilled by the bones. Don't want your car. 
comfort and I don't need it. I got no problems crying, but I prefer to bleed it. But in the still of the night, I still call your name. Angels' wings brush by my sleeping face. Oh, but since you've been gone, this world don't feel like home. Long road, yeah, I've known a few. A little girl, get up, it ain't that far. A little girl, won't you please always remember that love can still be in a broken heart. I said that love. Thanks for listening to Notable Nashville Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Notable underscore Nash, like us on Facebook, and keep up with in-studio pictures on Instagram. A special thanks to Ken Fritz of General Joystick for writing our theme song. Also, a big thanks to Aaron Lee Tazjan for dropping by and letting us hear some killer tunes. If you're an artist inquiring about joining us on the show, please visit NotableNashville.com. Content of Notable Nashville, produced by Jordan Johansson and Gary Brannigan. <laughs>